Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, folks. It's the Airline Radio Talk Show and the Eastern Airlines Radio Show. We're on the air live with another episode of Airline Talk News and History. We call it the Airline Radio Hour, bringing you stories from here and there and one airline to another with live conversation. My name is Neil Holland, and I'm a retired Eastern pilot with with the uh, uh, the airline for 27 years about before uh, my career came to an abrupt halt. But uh, now I'm the producer of the radio show. So we've been having fun for 13 years now on the air. But for the last three weeks, we've been unable to broadcast our show. Uh, two of these failures were due to our provider experiencing technical difficulties. And the last failure was caused by yours truly the producer's Wi-Fi going down. We do not encounter these difficulties often. As a matter of fact, we probably have had only a dozen in the past 13 years of broadcasting. 
I certainly hope we get the full show in with this broadcast. I'm going to open up some of the microphones to see if I'm uh, broadcasting in a blind now or if anybody's hearing my my uh, opening remarks. Is How about it? Anybody hear me? Hey, Jim Harris does. Okay, very good. Well, so, so far, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. So, uh, if you're listening to us on the show's website, uh, which is blogtalkradio.com forward slash Captain Eddie, uh, and we'd like to call in and talk with our guest, our host, and we have a special guest today, uh, Elaine Bankston. We're going to talk to her in just a few minutes. Uh, but you want to add your comments or ask Elaine or any of your hosts uh, or other listeners uh, any comments and uh, just share memories with us of, of your airline and your career. Uh, I'll see your number on the show's callers board. My, I call it my producer's board. But our call-in number is 213, area code 213-816-1611. You know, we used to have a lot of 800 calls because they were toll-free, but I think now anybody that has a smartphone, your program will allow you to call without any additional charges. So I don't have an 800 number. We don't have an 800 number. We just have that 213-816-1611, and your number will pop up on my board, and then I'll open your microphone, and and you can give us your name and your comment or question, perhaps you want to. Ask Elaine a question, too. Uh, I'll see your number, and we'll open it up uh, for your comments. You know, folks, I normally will make a post note with the time and day of, of our broadcast and, uh, that I want to hear, uh, if, uh, any webinar I want to hear, because my memory is pretty short. And uh, so, therefore, I have to make post notes, and I usually put them on my computer here if I have a schedule that I want to uh, listen to a show. But we're on the air at 1 o'clock every Saturday. Hopefully this year we'll put in a full year's broadcasting, and uh, we'll listen to your comments, and you be part of the show. And, uh, the, again, the number is 213-816-1611. Now, uh, we're not land-based. In other words, we don't have a big uh, steel structure sticking up above the trees uh, as our antenna. Our antenna is satellite-based. It's a satellite-based radio show, and we're heard around the world. As a matter of fact, we have listeners in over 50 countries that we have identified. And I see this week we picked up Uzbekistan. We had Uzbekistan uh, this past, not this past week, because we weren't on the air, but the last time the show was broadcast, and Puerto Rico, and Croatia came and listened to us on our last one. That would be the end of last year. That's what a broadcasting antenna of over 22,000 miles above the earth will reach. It'll reach around the world. Now, once again, I want to repeat that number, 213-816-1611. And it hasn't changed in 13 years. So put it down. Call us whenever you feel like you want to ask a question. And join the show. Uh, we'll see your number on the producer's board, and I'll open it up, and you can uh, – now. Uh, you keep your comments clean because in the past 13 years we've had three obscene calls. I haven't mentioned that in a while, but boy, that was funny uh, because we have no filter here. We hear your ice cubes, your doorbells ringing, your dogs barking, your uh, doors squeaking, and 
you calling to somebody else in the house. Uh, so we hear it all. We can't screen it. We don't have a seven-second delay. So uh, uh, that's pretty much about the show. Uh, I do hope uh, that we have guests and uh, callers and uh, hosts with a show. Uh, in the past, we've had many, many hosts that have worked with us, and Captain Jim Harris has been a steady host for the last few years. And Captain Jim, uh, tell us a little bit about where you are, Captain Jim, and and who you are with, and where you are right now, and what the temperature is in your backyard. Jim Harris, Captain Jim Harris. Hello, Captain. Yep, Jim Harris in Dripping Springs, Texas. I'm west of Austin, Texas, about 15 miles. Um, I got numerous acres here. I'm looking out the back door now at the birds. I got some doves and some sparrows and a few other things, and it's a great place to live. It's it's been kind of cold here lately. Yesterday, the low yesterday was 24, or this morning I think it was 24, and at present it's 36 degrees, so it's coming on up. Ooh, ooh yeah. <laughs> but we've had a cold winter, and um, eh, it'll be okay. Okay. I still well, I, I still was... work outside, so yeah. you put on lots of clothes and, and do the best you can. And it's another wonderful day here in the hood. He's a working man, and he's up there by my age, so I don't know how you do it. Get out there in the field and work oh, like you do. So, I, I still I still work because all of my toys are expensive. I like old pickup <laughs> trucks. I got a '53 GMC pickup truck. They don't give them away, and a '66 Cadillac convertible. Yeah. And um, I got a '27 Ford California track roadster. It's kind of cute. So oh. all of my toys are expensive. Okay. It's what keeps well, me it's what keeps me going. Well, I like every time you tell us where you're from on the radio, Dripping Springs. If I were an author and I was writing a story, I would use that as a hometown of the of the central character in my novel. Dripping Springs. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Dripping Spring we actually we actually got a spring here. And way back when when all the settlers were going west, they would come through here. They'd stop, rest, take on water and supplies. So we really do have a spring here. It still works. Well, I, I suppose where I live in St. Augustine, we've got a spring too. And some people call it the fountain of youth. I've gone over there and tested the waters, and by golly, it doesn't work. Oh, I was hoping it would. <laughs> uh, now, I hear the, the laugh of uh, uh, Raymond now. Now, Raymond, Ray, uh, we we date back 70 years ago, if not even more. Golly, that's a long time. I knew you. I knew you when you were, as we say on the farm, knee high to a grasshopper. (laughs) (laughs) And I was six three at that time. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And you've probably grown a couple of inches more. And shrunk a few inches more, too. <laughs> Anytime I see pictures of you, Raymond, uh, uh, especially Disney and all uh, that I've seen on Facebook, you can always identify Raymond because his head is far above the rest of them in the standing crowd. <laughs> <laughs> but, now, those uh, were the days, the Disney days, the Palm Beach days, the San Diego days, the Los yeah. Angeles days. And uh, finally here on the Space Coast. 
Okay, very good. Now we're going to uh, we're going to ask some questions. We've got a very special guest today, Elaine Bankston, and <clears throat> Elaine was with Eastern Airlines too. But I'm not going to. She's going to tell us a little bit about herself right now. I'm going to ask Elaine. Hello, Elaine. Welcome to the show. Hello. And I'm so glad you. that you uh, allowed us Have to uh, talk to you about your book, and you're going to tell us all about that. Can you tell us a little bit about Elaine? Oh, yes. I was born and raised on a small farm in Missouri, and uh, the, the little town only had like 1,600 people, and uh, I led a very sheltered life the first 18 years. <laughs> and uh, what inspired me uh, with travel was I remember sitting at the railroad track watching the train go by, the passenger train, and people sitting in there, and I was always curious. I wonder where they're going, what they're going to do when they get there, and, and travel just intrigued me. I knew there was so much more waiting for me out there in this little bitty town. So um, I'll skip the Kansas City days, and I'll fast forward to Norman, Oklahoma. Okay. Norman, Oklahoma. And uh, I was uh, working in an insurance company, and I was very bored with that job. And um, Eastern Airlines came to interview for flight attendants because they jet, jets had just come out. And so they were doing a big push for, to hire, and uh, they hired me on the spot. So I was one in 60, and I had never traveled before, but it didn't matter to me because I thought, oh, I know I'm going to love it. So my first trip on an airplane was to training school. And I remember the girl I worked with said, oh, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't want to pick up dishes after people ate off of them. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I can wash my hands. And the benefits far outweigh the negative. So um, I was blessed to be hired on that day. And uh, uh, I never flew until that, uh, that first trip to Miami. And I was totally unaccustomed to tropical weather and I just uh, was so shocked with how it could pour down rain <laughs> and then clear up in a matter of minutes yeah. and I'm, I'm like I got my bathing suit on all ready to go to the pool and here comes this rainstorm so oh no now I have to go back in and change so I go back in and change in a few minutes, here comes the sun out. It's like, oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. So, you know, doing my Miami and Florida is kind of buggy. And I remember going to lunch with a, a lot of flight attendants, and we were all sitting there and about to eat our meal. And I had ordered a, a French onion soup, and. So I, I dug in, and I lifted up my spoon, and there was a roach in my soup. <laughs> oh, my God. I jumped up. Hey, my hand hey, my they mouth. don't eat much. Oh. <laughs> said, oh, and I couldn't even speak. I'm just pointing to the soup, and everybody's going like, oh, what's happening? So that was my first introduction to Buggy, Florida. Yeah. But the, once again, the benefits outweighed the negatives. And... Uh, uh, well, I don't want to monopolize the conversation, but well, I got more you know, sp Speaking about roaches, uh, I owned a restaurant on Miami Beach back in the 50s, and uh, I, I am old. 
And uh, and I had a, a partner. He was a chef. And he came from a fancy hotel there on Miami Beach. And he he and I joined partnership and opened up a restaurant on the beach on Arthur Godfrey Road. And it was called uh-huh. Chef's Oven. And uh, I didn't know it at the time, but he was an alcoholic. And so uh, he was... He showed up on Tuesday. That was the beginning of his week because Saturday and Sunday he was wiped out uh, with alcohol. And I had to learn to cook real fast. But I used to watch him cook. And I saw him one day smoking a cigarette, and the ash was about halfway through the cigarette. I mean, it was still hanging on. And it eventually fell into the pie crust that he was working on on uh, on a cherry pie, I believe, best I can recall. And he took a piece of dough and he put it right on top of those ashes. And, oh. and I said, Bob, you can't do that. He said, why not? He says, they won't taste it. And, oh. and then he says, Neil, you got a lot to learn in the kitchen. He says, there's two things you don't worry about. One is roaches in chili. If you make chili and you get a roach in it, don't worry about looking for it. And he, he, <laughs> said, he said, the second one is ants. In any kind of blackberry or blueberry pie, don't worry about it. You won't find an ant. So <laughs> oh, those were the days. Raymond, I don't know whether you remember. I I did have that restaurant there on Arthur Godfrey Road. To be honest with you, Neil, I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. That's that another was a story. Surprise. That's another radio was show. Was that by your mother's? Uh, yeah, right across shop? the street from my mother's shop. Yeah, my mother had several oh, shops on, okay. on the beach. Uh, but you, okay, now I want to turn it back over to to uh, Elaine. Elaine, tell us how you eventually came to the airline that you were hired with. Um, well, like I say, I was uh, in Norman, Oklahoma, and um, I just knew I wanted to fly. I didn't, you know, I I wasn't really looking at uh, where the airline flew. I just saw that Eastern, um, you know, had a pretty good route schedule. Even though they uh, didn't fly abroad, they did fly to Canada and um, Mexico and all the islands. Well, not all of them, but a lot of the islands. So when I was hired and I could, I got a fistful of passes and I could travel anywhere, it was like having a private jet in my driveway and my first trip out of the country I went around the world on TWA for $199 oh, wow this little farm girl was just shocked and I was so addicted to travel after that I went somewhere abroad twice a year and okay. since that time now I've gone to 60 countries wow. and I was um I was based in mostly in Atlanta, but I did do uh, when I moved to Richmond and started commuting to Atlanta. I tried Washington for six months, but I didn't like commuting on the ground to wait for the bus, etc. And then I heard about all this wonderful flying out of uh, New York, so I transferred up there. And then once I transferred. All the wonderful flying was out of uh, JFK, and out of Richmond, the flights only went into LaGuardia, which meant I had to take a carry coach across town 
So that, that wasn't working out. So I went back to Atlanta. Okay. So I flew for 22 years, so most of my time was spent in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. my favorite plane, I saw share with you, my favorite airplane to work was the L-1011 because it had that galley in the basement <laughs> and all those uh, long-haul flights from Atlanta to the West Coast, when the passengers would fall asleep, we'd leave one or two uh, flight attendants upstairs and the rest of us would go down and just visit in the galley. <laughs> but... Uh, We'd take turns. It wouldn't wouldn't like there was just, you know, one person up there. There was a lot of people sleeping, so, um, yeah. you know, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, let's see. What else here? Well, Lane, let me ask you a question. Yeah, go ahead, Raymond. When were you in Richmond? Uh, we moved up here in 76. Uh, Oh, okay, because I was there in Richmond on the ticket counter back in the uh, early 60s. So I was just curious if our paths crossed. Oh, because my husband was station manager out there. What oh, year was you? 63. 63. Oh, yeah, that's before our time. I mean, and... Uh, I was there for nine months and then got transferred back to Miami. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Richmond's, uh, it's it's nice, but I I miss being in a base. Yeah, I understand. I can... Yeah, yeah. Well. And uh, uh, I, I have stories, if you want stories. Or... Yeah, here's what I'd like to go and find out uh, I'm always curious about people that write books now okay. let's talk a little bit about the book that you uh, I'm not sure when it was published is it a recent book Elaine yes it's fairly recent um, I can't remember the month maybe two or three months ago oh okay so it's brand new just about then yeah uh-huh yeah Fair farm good. girl takes flight and, Farm Girl uh, Takes Flight. Yes, it's on Amazon. What inspired me to do it was when I took all these trips abroad, I kept a diary of my travels. And um, so when life slowed down here a little bit, I, I really didn't intend to <clears throat> write the book, but I had this picture that I just thought would make a perfect cover to a book. And it was uh, just before the TSA had, well, TSA had just come into the A station, and I knew it was just a matter of time before they would be at the B station. And one day, on a quick turnaround to Birmingham, Alabama, while parked at the ramp, I noticed they had a ladder up to the wing. This time I had my camera with me and was ready to go. So I said to the ramp guy, hey, can I use a ladder to get on the wing and you take my picture? And he said, sure, no problem. <laughs> I'm sure this was one of the last flight attendants that ever got a chance to stand on the wing. <laughs> Elaine, after that, everybody got pictures inside the nacelle of the jet engines. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I have seen those, too. Yeah. I missed out on doing that one. But, um, and then for my painting on the back cover, it's, uh, I did a self-portrait of, uh, I was about, oh, probably seven, eight years old. I had a pet chicken, Nick. I named it Nick, but Nick, I, <laughs> I thought Nick was a boy until he laid his first egg. <laughs> and, so I got, uh, I did a pastel painting of myself holding my pet chicken, and that's on the back cover. And I okay. also did, I did a painting of the old Atlanta airport. You may have seen it. Um, and it won a blue ribbon at a show, so I had prints made, and uh, it's in Jimmy Carter's library and nine museums. And I still have prints left. If anybody would like a print of the old Atlanta airport, you can go on my uh, Facebook art page under Elaine Bankston's Art Gallery and scroll down and click on See All Photos and scroll down to uh, Folk Art, and you'll see chapters of my life. I did my farm and my church and school and my old Atlanta airport. So okay. or you can just type in www.elainebankson.com and it should take you right to Facebook. And, and that will take you also to about your book. Tell us a little bit about your book and how to order it. Oh, yes. The book, um, it's on Amazon. And you can order it through them, or you can uh, PM me. You can PM me, and um, uh, I'll send it to you. You can use PayPal. You just type in PayPal forward slash Elaine Bankston, and you you pay. Um, very reasonable. I think I've got sixteen dollars on it, um, fifteen or sixteen. I can't remember right offhand. <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah, just to contact me that way, or you can email me at Elaine's Art, no I in Elaine. It's E-L-A-N-E-S-A-R-T at MSN.com. Say that again. E-L-A-N-E-S-A-R-T at MSN.com. Okay. All right. And if you're not accustomed to using PayPal and you want to send a personal check, that's fine, too. <clears throat> okay. Do you have uh, a website, or is it just Facebook? Just Facebook. I accidentally okay. let it go. So. <laughs> okay. I never did re-up on that. Okay. All right. you have any questions? Uh, any of the hosts want to throw out a question? Jim Harris, you flew... In Atlanta, I'm sure we had probably, you and I and, and Jim Holder, he's not here with us. He had to be at a special meeting. But uh, at any rate, I'm sure we probably flew as a crew, Elaine, on a trip or two in Atlanta. I got yeah. to Atlanta in 64. I was originally based in Washington in 63. And then when they had the base realignment, when Charlotte was closed, and uh, New Orleans was closed as bases. Then they opened it up for junior people like myself. And um, I bid Atlanta and got Atlanta and stayed the rest of my time with Eastern. Oh, I bet we fought together. And, yeah. And that was at the bitter end, 1991. 
Well, I didn't go that long. I, I, I checked out in 89, yeah, and I think Jim Harris oh. did too. Yeah. Oh, okay. March of 89. Okay. Yeah. I was with him to the bitter end. Yeah. I could not believe it was happening. Yeah. But anyway, I tried. <laughs> um, Elaine, this is Ray, and your husband's first name? Jerry. Oh, I knew Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. He was started on the ranch, and then he went to uh, gate agent, and then he went to uh, customer service, and then he went to sales, sales, and then he went to sales and service, and then he uh, transferred up here and ran three airports for Eastern Airlines. That was uh, Richmond, Norfolk, and Roanoke. Right. Yeah. Uh, tell, mm-hmm. tell him, you know, uh, uh, I haven't spoken with Jerry in, in years, so it's been a long time. Uh, I'll tell him very interesting. Hello. Please, if you would. I certainly would appreciate it. Oh, uh, yes. We, we did a lot of similarities, you know, with uh, starting out. I started out as a mailboy. <laughs> And uh, oh. worked the ticket counters. I worked revenue accounting. Uh, I managed. I was manager of sales and service for a Walt Disney World project. Oh. And uh, and oh. before that, I was the sales manager in Los Angeles. And then, oh, yeah, well, Raymond I, opened I, Raymond opened up Disney for Eastern. Oh my goodness! Well, you know what? Eastern uh, sent me to do PR work for them and the model their uniforms and I did the grand opening of Walt Disney World. I was down ah, there for that. Good. Were you there yeah. for the Eastern Charter with the Boston Pops? Yes, and uh, Arthur the- Fidley came down the stairs and I greeted him. My God. Well wow. we were I was there with that uh, uh, and the, he sort of wobbled down the stairs a little bit. He enjoyed a oh little libation God. too. <laughs> I, you, you were must have been standing at the bottom of the stairs with me. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I, you know. I remember that. I didn't want to say it, but I remember that. Wow. <laughs> wow. Small world. <laughs> the world is yeah, small. And I did the world is small. All the um, the golf tournaments. Um, they sent me to uh, hand out golf balls and smile to everybody. <laughs> did you have that? In, oh, did yeah. you have that in your book too, Elaine? About your Disney? Oh, uh, I believe I do. Okay. Uh, I know I listed. Um, oh, let's see. Uh, the celebrities I met was uh, Bob Hope, Rock Hudson, uh, Hus- um, Fred McMurray, Arthur Fiedler, um, Andy Williams. Uh, then on the golf tournaments, I met Jack Nicholas. In fact, he brought bought myself in the the crew uh, drank on my 27th birthday. Sam Sneed, Lee, Lee Trevino, Lanny wow. Watkins. Yeah. And my first celebrity ever on an Electra was Andy Griffith. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he, was, yeah. he was delightful. And then, uh, a... let's see, Flip Wilson, Howard Robbins, Huck Hogan, Almond Brothers, Paul Newman, and, of course, Last but not least, Jimmy Carter. Okay. I met him on my and I sat down and had a conversation with him. 
That's when he was governor and running for president, and he rode coach. He sat in the first row in coach. Well, this is going to be an entertaining book, I'm sure. Uh, I find it interesting. Yeah. Very good. And then, and, I could share and, a couple and, of did you, uh, after Eastern, what did you do after Eastern? Did you write, of course, you took a lot of time writing this book. But uh, Well, not too much, really. Um, well, I stayed home and raised my children till they were, you know, sufficiently grown. And then uh, I joined uh, U.S. Air. And uh, I was only with them nine months. I was in, I was in the crew lounge on uh, standby. And um, I really felt like I was not supposed to be on that flight. They called me to work it. But there was another flight attendant in the lounge that was junior to me by just by a birth date, not by we were in the same class. But if it was done by birth date, they should have called her first. But they called me, and so I, I didn't complain. And I, I always traveled with my portfolio so I could do art on my layover. But they said, oh, don't worry. It's just a turnaround. You're going to be back tonight. I said, okay. So I left my art portfolio there. And I was in the air over New York the same time the hijackers were in the air. And my pilots saw the first plane hit while we're still in the air. My God. They didn't tell me till we got on the ground. And Mm. I'm out Mm. on the tarmac. And uh, long story short, I saw um, the second plane hit the towers with the naked eye and saw the tires crumble and mm-hmm. stranded us there for, I guess, about five days. They wouldn't release us because they say, oh, we're going to need you. There's going to be so many people wanting to fly home. And finally, we brought an empty, ha- uh, empty plane back home. So my mother and my daughter begged me not to go back. So that was my last commercial flight. And then uh, I did some private charter work after that. Yeah, that was uh, quite an experience. Well, with all these experiences I'm hearing now, how many pages is your book? It might <laughs> Oh, it's not... It's an easy read, actually. It's only uh, 173 pages. Oh, okay. It's got artwork in there, and it's got um, my early pictures, I mean, black and white pictures from the farm, um, some uh, my cheerleading days, and then it's got a picture from my training class, October 1968, and then some pictures from around the world, and my picture, see, I um, gave Frank Borman one of my prints of the airport. So I got his picture. Andrew Young, the mayor of Atlanta, got his picture. And Sam Sneed, Lee Trevino. And then some personal pictures. Yeah. Very, very good. Uh, so you can find it. Uh, give us how to buy your book once again. Tell us how to go about ordering your book. Okay. Um, you can go on my uh, Facebook page, 
or you can go on uh, Amazon and just type in Farm Girl Takes Flight. Peggy? Elaine Sankson. It it should pop up automatically, Farm Girl Takes Flight. And if you want to PM me, I will send you a QR code to take you right there. All right. Very good. Very yeah. good. And, and what and, uh, what are you doing now? Are you writing another book? No, I am. Oh, gosh, I am so busy. Radio, um, radio I've show. I've got commissions to do. I've got um, – I'm associated with the Art Association, and I'm busy working there. And just life um, – I'm – also did uh, Oliver Hill's portrait. I've done over a thousand commission portraits, and Oliver Hill is the most notable. And um, he's in um, oh, I think I got it at State Museum, um, University of Richmond commissioned me to do the first one, and then uh, he sat live for me, and I went to his hundredth birthday party. And it's in the Governor's Mansion, Library of Virginia, Moton Museum, National, uh, I mean, uh, Virginia Museum of History and Culture. And uh, But anyway, you can go on and Facebook page Very and good. see my portraits. Okay. And I've got some funny stories if you want to hear funny oh, How much time do we have left? I don't want to. Oh, yes. Go right ahead with your, we, we always like funny <laughs> stories, right, Jim Harris? Well, I've got. Oh yes, absolutely. Story. I'll start with the not so funny story, okay? All right. <laughs> All right. You said, uh, uh, "Did I have any emergencies?" Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, the most sure that I was so sure we were going to crash was going into Dulles after a plane had crashed in front of us into Mount Weather. Do any of you remember that? Uh, I should have had the date handy, but I was so scared. I was sitting on my jump seat holding on and praying. And we were going up, down, around, and we were tossed in every which direction, and I was just so sure, Lord, if you get me through this, I'll serve you all my days. I mean, it was yeah. scary. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> I, I just, um, I had to take a little break after that. We did make it down. We were safe, but uh, the captain uh, came out and stood at the door as the passenger declined, and every one of those passengers shook his hand and said, thank you. Thank you so much for getting us safely here. Mm-hmm. That that was a really worst uh, experience. But anyway, um, a funny experience. If you're a flight attendant, you will remember that a lot of people like their Bloody Marys. And we would set up the beverage cart before we, uh, you know, took it out in the aisle. And we loaded up with all the sodas and uh, uh, Bloody Mary mix. And of course, before you go out there, you pop open a lot of those cans so you don't have to do it while you're out there in the aisle. 
Yeah. Uh, well, little did I know that the other flight attendant had popped open the Bloody Mary mix. Yeah. So a passenger asked for Bloody Mary. And little did I know she he, she had already shaken it up and, and opened it up. And so I grabbed it thinking it wasn't already open. So I began shaking it, and I shook it all over the passengers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, that was Snappy Tom, I think. I think that mix was Snappy Tom because I love that uh, that uh, Bloody Mary mix. Oh, so many people did. Yeah. And the but the passenger, the lady was very very nice about it, and uh, we gave her a a free drink. <laughs> <laughs> that was back in the days. You gave free drinks, you know, just. Very freely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, if I they think... were uh, late or anything, or uh, some of the best times were, you know, when you were on the ground stranded <clears throat> and uh, some of the passengers. I remember one flight back into Richmond. <laughs> one guy, I guess he had a little too much to drink. We probably gave him too many free drinks. And he said, show me the way to go home. You remember that? Yeah. Um, I want to go to bed. <laughs> I had a little drink about an hour ago. Oh, you know, and it went yeah. right to my about that. I can't sing, but I uh, just wanted to. Yeah, I think, hey, Jim Harris, did you ever uh, drinks are on the house to the passengers? Never did that I know of. I did it a couple of times. And, yep, uh, nope, I never did. Of course, I've been happy to do it, though. The both, both <laughs> of the times that I did it was delay. I mean, you know, like a few hour delays, and uh, and then we had compliments of the of the crew. Drinks are free. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, we used to play games too on the flight. Yeah. And we'd give away uh, free bottles of wine, like. Yeah. Guess the uh, total number of years of seniority of your flight crew, and uh, silly questions like that. And boy, the, the passengers were so glad to get their free bottle of wine. Oh, sure, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Where was your favorite route of flying? Uh, do you like to fly the West Coast? Do you, did you like flying the Caribbean, or where, where did you favor? Well, um, northbound. Like Toronto, uh, Montreal. I loved Montreal because it yeah. felt like you were in France. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. East Coast, I liked uh, Washington and Boston. So I could um, visit all the museums. And then South, I'd like Miami and New Orleans. And then uh, West Coast, I liked Los Angeles, San Francisco, Seattle. And Portland always went to go ski in Mount Hood in Portland, Oregon. Oh yeah. And then for the islands, islands we liked uh, San Juan and St. Thomas. I'm sure we flew together. I flew a lot <clears throat> as a first officer uh, early when we first got the Seattle trip. I used to favor going out to Portland and up to Mount Hood. And Bill Malone was one of my favorites guys to fly with, he and Gib Garen, and you probably flew with them too, Elaine. 
I'm not familiar with the name. Yeah. But my memory is not as good as it used to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see. You were hired but, in 68, so I can guess about the age, but I'm not going to ask. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Raymond, and, uh, you were hired in the 50s, weren't you? 58, best I can remember? 58. Right. 58. I started out as the mailboy. Yeah. Oh, and Jim wow. Harris, you were in the 60s. And yeah, I was 31 60. October. Yeah, 31 six. October, 66. That was the happiest day of my life. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and I got yes. 63. I was born. <laughs> I was hired in 63, February 63. And um, it was a great career. It was a great airline to work for. And it was the best. Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yes, and those were the days when the passenger was right. You know, the passenger. If, <laughs> if the passenger, I mean, you did everything possible to make that passenger happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were front line flight attendants. Yeah. We, you know, and we had them, those. Uh, the passengers were with us the longest, so, you know, we could make or break it. We, you know, we. We really uh, went overboard to try to make them happy. There was Where a period in Eastern's so history. Yeah, there was a period in Eastern's history, and I believe it was in the late 50s, early 60s, that we didn't do that, Elaine. As a matter of fact, the business folks, uh, they got a, a name that they uh, put on us as uh, the Wheel Club. Do you remember that? We hate Eastern Airlines mm-hmm. because we were yeah. them at the gate. It was mainly... The schedule that we were more uh, uh, inclined to, to, to cater to the schedule instead of the passengers. Ah, uh, ah, uh, no, I did not. I wasn't in that era. That was in the fifties, I believe. Raymond, do you recall that those days? Yeah, I think it was the late fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah late fifties, for- early sixties. Yeah, and. Um, <clears throat> But no. at any rate, uh, they still, I mean, all the airlines still remember Eastern. And and uh, the, the Eastern employees uh, are still carrying the legend of our airline uh, over Facebook and associations like the Silverliners. And I, I bet you're a member of the Silverliners, Elaine. Uh, no, I have no? to attend the uh, conference. You know, they're having one in uh, Hilton Head. Hilton, yeah. And, yeah, it's the last week in April, and yeah. I'm hoping to go to that, but I'm, I'm still not totally sure yeah. I can get there. Yeah. But I, I'll be there and bring my book. <laughs> okay. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm going to try to make it, too. Uh, uh, I never know. Uh, I'm a caregiver. My wife. Uh, is uh, his dementia, and, uh, and we have uh, wow. I have some help here with her now. But uh, at any rate, uh, uh, yeah, it's a great organization. I'm a member of the local chapter, the Jackson, uh, the uh, Jacksonville chapter of the Silverliners, and oh. I have been to a few of the luncheons. And here lately, I've not been able to do it because of uh, my scheduling with my wife. And, uh, oh. Yeah, well, I, I'm planning on it, but I'm just not sure yet. Yeah. No. Well, we hope your book does well. 
You're probably and, uh, wondering why I wrote that book. Yeah. One one reason one reason why I wrote the book is so that young flight attendants or or any young lady um, would not make the same mistakes I did. And I'm not going to go into detail, but I had everything a young girl could want. I mean, I had free airline travel around the world practically, and I had a brand-new car. I had uh, – I could stay at the best hotels. I, you know, I had uh, latest fashions. Uh, I even had a fur coat. Hello. Custom, yeah. custom-made fur coat <laughs> with my name embroidered in it, but okay. I wasn't happy. And uh, I won't I won't tell you the end of the book. I won't tell you how I got happy, but you just have to buy the book. Okay, we will. We will. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and if you yeah. want me to sign it, come on up. No, I'm kidding. Um, you got a picture of Jerry in the book, Elaine, so Raymond can yes, identify. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh, good. Good deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my Back wife was 90. a flight attendant also, uh, Elaine. And oh, really? she flew and yeah, she flew for about uh, a year, and then we got married, and she had to leave Eastern because they did not allow you to be married at that time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then she be, uh, she was also a recruited, um, interviewed uh, candidates for uh, flight attendants uh, okay. in the seventies. Well, they asked me and, to be the supervisor. They asked me to be a supervisor, but I told them no. I did not want to give up my flying. I loved it. I didn't want to sit yeah. in the office all day. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I wonder if I flew. No, your your wife was probably already gone because that that had just started yeah. turning when I was hired. Right. I mean, she was I, a resident before she became a flight attendant. So, and then her dad uh-huh. worked for Eastern in stores, and our oldest son worked. Uh, here at Melbourne Airport up until the last day. So we had three generations in the family with wow. Eastern. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, That's yeah. So it's, we have a lot of memories, a lot of memories. Oh, yes. Yeah, I've got some uh, uh, nice uh, artifacts here. Got a, uh, I don't know what aircraft it is but it's a model aircraft aircraft that's uh it's pretty good size too and it's sitting on the back uh, top of my bookcase so well you make sure you say hi to jerry for me oh and, and this is uh is this jim harris or is this clyde this is ray. Ray. no this is ray ray, ray now ray. you oh ray okay ray now okay I and will. you can you can see his picture on Facebook. I think it's shown up a couple of times. I think one was opening of Disney. Uh, that picture that you had on Facebook, Ray, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, it was. Uh, our daughter, when she was four, cut the ribbon to open up if you had wings. Really? Oh, how exciting! Yeah. Wow! Wow! That's great. She was four years old, and now she is she married and have children. Oh yeah, she's got uh, two boys, okay. both in uh, their twenties. Wow! And, wow! Uh, well, yeah, we have a good laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've got great. two daughters. 
I've got two daughters, uh, uh, Jessica and Joelle, and they're both married. And um, I have three granddaughters, and I have a stepdaughter and husband in Columbus, Georgia, and I have mm. a grand grandson down there as well. Mm. If you're listening, hello. Hello. <laughs> yes. We can hear you. We're here. Can you hear us? I can Elaine? Hear you. Okay, yes. very good. Well, speaking of children, I've got uh, I've got a daughter-in-law who is a first officer with United Airlines. She just she just got on with United as a first officer. Oh wow! She was flying oh, for SkyWest as a captain, and then uh, she uh, went over to United as first officer. So uh, oh. my son is a flight. They both live in San Francisco area, and uh, she's also a veterinarian. She went. Got her doctorate oh, wow. degree in veterinary medicine, and but she liked flying uh, stronger than a veterinarian, and she uh, went back to flying. My taught my son taught her for her instructor rating, and they met and well, uh, got married. Congratulations! Yeah. So uh, and I got a daughter in Mobile, Alabama, and uh, we get to see her from time to time. I think they're celebrating Mardi Gras in February, so she just called me yesterday and said, Dad. We're going to come over uh, to see you and mom. And so she'll come over from Mobile over to St. Augustine during their oh, Mardi Gras beautiful. celebration. Yeah. Well, listen, that's Elaine, great. it was great having you with us today. Thank you, uh, Jim Harris, for being with me again. And, and uh, we'll take the show that's scripted. We'll take it into next week, if that's all right with you, uh, Jim Harris. And uh Hey, hey, Neil, you, yeah. you do such a good job. Do exactly what you want to do. I always support you. <laughs> well, my voice, yes. as you can as you can hear, my voice is gone just about. Um, I'll be 88 in about another month. No, two wow. months, I forgot, in March. Hey, hey and, and you and I are the same age, too. Neil. We are the same age. Jim is born the same month as I. Wow. I was born on the 25th of March, and you were born when? Jim? Oh, six. Oh, six. Oh, six. Okay. Oh, six. So, uh, wow. yeah, I'm Aries. Yeah. I'm Aries. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, Neil. Hey, Neil. Yeah. There's one thing. I always enjoyed flying. It was fun there, but I was a flight engineer. It was fun there, but I was a co pop. Once you get to be God, left front seat captain, that is really fun. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like I like yeah. the God seat. <laughs> well, you know. Oh God! I, I remember I remember Raymond was about nine years old, and I had a driver's license, and he went with uh, with me to a lot of different places. Right, Raymond? Do you remember those days? Oh yeah! Oh yes! Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, what was it? A Cessna in your backyard that yeah. had to be recovered. Uh, Recovered, and, uh, yeah. That was an experience. That was an yeah. experience that I'll never forget. <laughs> we had a lot of different opportunities. Yeah, we did. And then the next time I saw him, he was out on the ramp. I think you saw my my name on the form in operations, and you came out, and there I was sitting in the left seat of a 727. And, yes, sir. Uh, wow. In fact, so, I think that may have been Richmond. <laughs> 
No, I think it's Marvin. I pulled into Marvin. Was the Melvin there on the ramp? Yep, yeah. I remembered. I said, "Who is that guy? He looks familiar. He looks tall enough to be Ray now." We got a lot of old stories. And we had one hell of a family, uh, Eastern Airlines. It was oh, yeah. absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I'm tell you what, I, I'm I'm still whizzed about this too. God damn it, I had another twelve years. So I could have been flying captain on something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, at any rate, oh, I always wish I was uh, working up front rather than in the back. But <laughs> anyway, I never never got that opportunity. But I'm I'm thankful for the opportunity. I did have to fly for 22 years. Yeah, yeah. And we uh, had a we had a great airline, absolutely great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And the best in the sky. And it's still being <laughs> talked about that way by other airlines too. Oh, you were with Eastern, wonderful airline. Yeah. Um, Neil, just the other day, I had a surprise visitor knock on my door. He was, I hadn't seen him in 35 years. He was an Eastern Airlines ambassador. Now, I don't know if they knew the ambassador program that they had. He was a retired executive from General Electric. But oh, wow. we had them throughout the country. And um, he came to the door. He, he'll be 97. And wow. at the age of 90, he did a... Um, with his son, they took the plane up, and he died. And he's looking forward to being 100 and going back to Normandy to uh, recreate the days when he was there during World War II. And uh-huh. my wife and I, we both uh-huh. sat here having a chance to catch up with him. But that was yeah. a bit of history. Yeah, yeah, that's that's wonderful. Well. Uh, Eighty-eight's not too far from a hundred. <laughs> the way yeah. I look at it now. <laughs> right, Jim Harris. Yes, sir. I seem to be healthy, Neil. I I still pretty well do whatever I want to do. Well, that's good. Well, that's good. Yeah. I don't know whether the radio show is going to hang on till we're in our hundred at a hundred, Jim. But we're going to stay as long as we can. But uh, oh, let's yeah. We've got just a few more minutes, and I just want to say thank you guys for uh, being with us and sharing airtime with listeners. As I mentioned earlier, we've had them identified from around the world, Russia, China, uh, Japan, South Korea, golly, Uzbekistan, last time we were on the air, and uh, they're all around the world. So uh, this is a quick this is a quick hour, Neil. It's a quick hour. Yeah, it, it does. No yes. advertising. That means it, that means it's interesting. Yeah. And and Neil, thank you for having me on, and thank you for making me feel so comfortable. Well, come back anytime. We always need hosts, so uh, I always like to have uh, a lady's voice, uh, and uh, we'll share the microphone. So anytime you want to come back, just pop in, pop in, and and uh, we'll start talking. Well, I'll bring some new stories next time. All right, Raymond, it's always <laughs> a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you, Neil, and to, to you all. Have a great year ahead. A great year, a healthy year, 
And Neil, our, our best to you and to Peggy, please. Our thoughts are with her. Thanks so much, and say hello to Brenda for me. I certainly Thank will. You. Take care. Okay, Bye-bye. we want to go out of here. We usually go out of here with uh, Silver Wings, and uh, that's uh, Merle Haggard's song. He wrote it uh, in an airplane, and he was looking out the window, and it, the sun caught the airplane just below uh, his airplane, uh, flying at different altitudes, and it reflected on that airplane, and he was so moved that he penned this song, and we used it for many years, and I'm going to sign off with it right now. So if you've not heard it, listen to it. It has wonderful lyrics, and, of course, it's Merle Haggard. So we will play Silver, Silver Wings. Thank you, Jim Harris. Appreciate it. And here we go. Take it out of here. Thank you so much, Gail, for being with us. Thank you for having me. But you locked me out of your mind and left me standing here behind. Silver wings shining in the sun. Somewhere in flight They're taking you away Leaving me lonely Silver wings Slowly fading out of sight